Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So today's episode, as you can probably tell from the title, it's going to be a somewhat of a political issue, but I want to add a clarifier to set the stage for this one. Uh, I think I've, I feel like I've been covering cultural slash political things a lot in the last couple months or so. Um, so I want to provide some of my motivation for this one because there's something I find fascinating culturally psychologically, uh, when we become so used to something occurring where, and I, and I found this clip clip, as you can probably tell from the title between Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman and the way they talk about the Uvalde shooting, I found fascinating. Uh, I only listened to a couple minutes and then decided I wanted to do this. Um, but just where we, we start becoming so used to a story occurring, uh, that we start placing it in a box, in a category. In the category, once we once we know a new story is hitting that category, we start placing it in the box, and then it like triggers something in our mind that we start like s- speaking about the talking points that we have to say about the the thing, the way the way that event hits that category. In this case, you know, mental health, gun control. And how these mass shootings in schools continue to occur, right? Um, and what I found interesting about this situation is it's like a, it's like a cultural thing here, where it's like this reaction we have. We become so used to something occurring, and it's it's almost like we're forgetting we're forgetting that children died, children were killed, innocent kids, and we're forgetting that fact. We're forgetting about that reality. We're forgetting about the reality that, and this isn't a hot take, that this doesn't happen to in other places in the world um, to innocent kids. Uh, that that's this is something here in the U.S. We're a developed country, and we're still facing this issue. Uh, so we need to analyze why this is happening, um, and that's what we're going to get into today. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I just want to give my motivation because it's, it's definitely coming from almost like a sociological perspective, uh, instead of just a purely political, uh, cause I don't like to bring up political things and just keeping purely about politics. I like to give my motivation for that. So people know, but also this is my labyrinth and I just like talking about things. So, um, and I like to also have the more speaking idea. So those, those that come from my writing on Substack, which you can uh, find in the link below, might get a little thrown off because my my writing is more personal and more dream stuff and more um, you know everyday existence instead of these more uh, societal things. But I also am interested in these societal things, and instead of writing about societal things, I like to speak about them. I like to talk about them. And this is where the podcast kind of fills that void for me. So I am another white guy with a podcast with opinions. I know, but. I have fun doing it, so here we are. And also, you can support the show by uh, using the links below. You can check out the Substack. You can also find the bonus episode feed on Patreon. There is a bonus material stuff on my Substack. And also, you can just share with whoever. Um, but I think that's such a stage. So let's hear what Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman have to say about guns and school shootings and society. Um, yeah, let's see where this goes. Let's enter the labyrinth. Well, 
like with the shooting we had yesterday, that's what I was wondering. So there's all this political debate about, you know, gun control and all that kind of stuff. I, I wonder how much role there is, how much responsibility there is on the press not to cover it. Like in terms of like making the person famous. Yeah. Or even that, like the location or anything that the, maybe the fact that it happened is important to talk what? about, but I wonder what, what it would look like, what the world would look like if you were, it was illegal to report on it or something like that, or, or there was a culture of not reporting on it because how could that be possible? Though? Okay. I can, I can. Okay. So I can partially agree with the idea. I, I, I also don't like the way the media covers. I know they've shifted a bit. Uh, like for me personally, like I purposely don't, I don't want to know the name of the shooter. Um, I do know their age. I know some of the motivations of Uvalde shooter as well. And he, you know, he definitely had some racist motivations. Um, but you're right. Like, I don't like the way the media uh, sometimes focuses in on the shooter where we should be focusing on the victims, the 22 victims, 19 innocent kids and two teachers who had, they were part of families. They had friends, families, uh, futures that were wiped out because of a student able to acquire a gun. And also I do think we need to look at things beyond guns, but we also need to focus on, on the gun thing as well. And we'll, we'll dive into that, but um, yeah. So, but also the idea, this is kind of a off point, but like the idea that we shouldn't report on the towns or where they happen, that part's a little ridiculous. We need, we need to be transparent about that and like where these things are happening. So I don't know. And the idea of not making it illegal. Um, I don't know if he's just spitballing or is serious about that, but I know Friedman is, is one to talk about free speech and, and talk into, I know most people know about Joe Rogan. Um, so I don't need to add the background to him, but Lex Friedman, he's like an MIT lecturer. He's a big podcaster as well. Um, I just know his claim to fame is for AI stuff and MIT. So, but it seems to be an, another figure that's possibly is an expert in one field makes them think they're an expert in everything. Not saying I'm an expert in, on shit, but I, I just, I, I just see this common occurrence occur. But anyway, let's continue. I don't, I don't know, uh, but I'm just it's saying an atrocity and, and, and that, it needs to be taken into consideration when people th talk about gun control and they talk about psychological problems that people have, you know, d d all sorts of uh, psychological disorders that people have, medicines that people are on, you know, a lot like there's a question of correlation versus causation, right? A lot of these people are on disassociatives or they're on psych psychotropic medicine. Like, is that causing them to be able to do that? Is it just because? No, probably no. Uh, this, this is kind of a weird point that Joe makes, especially Joe being typically an advocate against the drug war. It's um, the we have to look at the reason why they get on those substances and those the substances for their various mental health issues. That's what we need to focus on. Why they're on those? It's not the drugs causing them to do these things. It's definitely not that. Uh, there is no data to support that at all. But anyway, because they're fucked up already and that's why they're on this medication. You know, there's yes, a, that's why if you look at the number of school shooters and mass shooters that are on psychiatric medication. It's astounding. But, I mean, it, but that's usually not talked. Yes, because because people that would be willing to do something like this are obviously not a completely OK internally human being, a, a neutral average 
person doesn't want to do this. You have to, I mean, we're correct to, to analyze in the sense of, okay, typically people that are doing these shootings have a rough upbringing. They have a rough background. They came from troubled places. You know, they didn't have an easy life. That at that point is true, right? Uh, we need to we need to look at that as well. Um, yeah, but let's let's continue. Talked about in those terms, right? Right. It's it's talked about sort of uh, in Buffalo. It's talked about the racial aspect of it. So it's a hate crime, right? And then here in Texas, it's talked about. I mean, they politicize it immediately about gun control. Yeah, and so it seems like okay. Th- this is where I had stopped, and this is this is the point where I wanted to add the clarifier in the beginning of the episode because this idea. I'm, I'm going to pull in some Hannah Ardent here. Uh, the idea that we can we we simply oh it like something like this is immediately politicized. This and that and we here in the U.S. In America, it's a very common, like initial talking point reaction. Like, oh, they're they're politicizing a tragedy, right? Um, that idea where, oh, and, and then it's like assumed from that, like people don't even say it. It's assumed from that, like, oh, we ought not to do that. We ought not to politicize it. But where in history and where did this shift happen? Is my always my question because. The political, especially for Hannah Arden, that's who I'm talking about when bringing this in, is everything's kind of political because the political is the social. The political is the culture. The political is intertwined in everything we do. The culture is influencing the political and the political influencing the culture. Everything is connected in that sense and what we experience and our beliefs and our and our understandings of, of what uh, morale, like all these values and systems and beliefs are constantly intertwining with each other, and that is the political. So this idea that we're separating these two, we, we cannot separate these two. We cannot separate these things. Uh, and that's that's what I get frustrated by. So when people bring up gun control, it's not like they're, oh, they're immediately politicizing it. Why, like We need to analyze why they're politicizing it. Why is the topic of gun control coming up? And for example, so like Lex Friedman's implying like, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't immediately do that, and we shouldn't immediately make it about gun control. But people think we should make it about gun control because we face this issue here in America more than anywhere else in the world, these mass shootings. We have more guns in circulation than anywhere else in the world. We do not have strict uh, gun control measures, so thus we have more mass shootings than anywhere else in the world. Um, And people want to bring up gun control because they want to solve this issue where other places in the world have solved it. And I always like to bring up this point because – other places I've saw that like Switzerland, because I'm not advocating that people take away their guns. Like as a culture, we get to decide on certain things, right? Of course. And are we ever going to take away this idea culturally of owning guns? No. And, 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 and sure, if people want to go shooting, sure. Hobbyist, whatever. But from that, you can still make it more difficult to acquire them so that we can look at who is acquiring them you know, and, and their background and the mental health issues that people are facing and who should and shouldn't have guns. Like that discussion should be allowed because other places in the world do not face this. And this idea, especially, and this is, this is what's so fascinating about this issue is because we're talking 
about the most innocent parts of our population are affected by this. Mass shootings affect children. Children are the people getting slaughtered in these cases. The most innocent population in our society are the ones affected by this. And we we immediately bring up as though like, oh, we can even open this conversation for gun control. And I bring up Switzerland because they are also known for a lot of citizens having lots of guns in circulation and a large, uh, a high uh, proportion of their population owning guns, right? They do not have this type of issue nearly as to the extent that we do, because they also, although they have a lot of guns in circulation, they have gun control measures. Um, and even, I say that, but they're also like second uh, in, in like the mass shooting category, but they're still way less than what the U S is. Um, so yeah, this idea, it's like you do politicize it because you do, you're trying to look at this issue and say, okay, how do we solve this problem that we're facing? What do we do? We can't just simply say, oh, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. And, and what, when like, what do we do when the next one happens? What is the solution? The people are putting, like, you can disagree with the solution of gun control. Fine. But this idea that we shouldn't politicize it is, I think, a little ridiculous because you have to. People are trying to put forward a solution to a problem. They're trying to put forward, they're, they're having an emotional feeling. They don't want this to occur. They don't want this to happen. So they're politicizing it because they want to stop this thing. They feel affected by it. They don't want it to happen to their kids. They don't want their kids to be worried about going to school and having their school get shot up. So they fucking are putting forward a solution. So yes, you have to politicize it because politics is a way to solve some things. Whether we want to accept that in America or not, that is a reality. Politics solves issues. The political, the social, the cultural. That's what it is. We can't separate those two. I don't know why we try to separate these things when it's all connected. Anyway. It's like there's an over-the-top artificial drama conjured up by the press to get more attention versus sort of properly putting this thing in its context. And this, it, it, I think any one event deserves the press it gets, but it's worthwhile thinking about the fact that, not the fact, but I think every coverage increases the chance of it happening again. Yeah, it does. Because it, it plants that idea into the minds of young people that this is, you know, I generally agree with that. It sucks being young. It sucks being human. First of all, you go, especially uh, drugs, depression, life can be a struggle and nobody gives a fuck. You can feel like nobody gives a fuck about you. You can feel angry. You can feel lost and hopeless and all those kinds of things. And that can manifest itself in wanting to be heard by the world. Yeah. So you can understand that sort of imp imperative. And if the press tells you that this is one way to be heard, it just, uh, I think that different message is better. First of all, a message that all of us struggle, that, that life can be hard. And then the, a message of health, of sort of, um, of this too shall pass, of uh, challenging yourself, of being optimistic about the future, of trying to grow, trying to survive, whatever the hell you're feeling going through, trying to survive that and growing from that, all of those things, as opposed to sort of like, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about you if you're struggling, nobody cares about you if there's um, 
if you're on medication, all those kinds of things, and you get side effects that are resulting in um, all kinds of sort of mental or physical struggles. I just feel like the press wants the drama of the shooting. They're hungry for that drama. Yeah. I see that with Ukraine. And what worries me about Ukraine as well is that the press will move on from the war in Ukraine. And then the war will still be going on. And they will no longer care. And there was just a temporary moment of time where it could be used uh, between the Johnny Depp trial and the Will Smith slap to get the world's attention. And this... this Okay. This is this is what's so I generally I, I agree with a lot of what he said about how you know we, we need to focus like I said the media the way the media I'm not I don't I'm not in like in agreement with the way the media covers this a lot of times. They often do focus on the shooter. Like I said, they're kind of shifting away from that a bit, but they're still doing it too much. Um but also the way Lex is wording this, I, I maybe I'm biased. I, I admit I'm I'm biased on this issue. Um, we're all biased, I guess, but I, I'm definitely biased on this issue, but he, he's made, he's in, it seems like he's implying that the media is what's causing these type of, like a foundational piece of the puzzle that's causing this. And I guess you could make that argument. Um, but I think he's really trying to use that argument to pull it away from guns because he brought up the gun control point. And he's using this point here where like, oh, the media is like really, glorifying it because they want something like, like this is, they get a lot of clicks to cover this type of stuff. Um, and, and I don't know how much of that is true. And then what's really interesting, and this is just something I picked up on in, in the same little monologue he had, he kind of contradicts himself because he's worried about, he, he talks about the press constantly looking for the next thing and clicks and moving on and moving on quickly uh, but also he talks about how they're fixating on shooters and that's what's causing these type of things. So that's a, I don't know, are they either moving on or are they fixating on it too much? I, which one, which one, which one is it? Uh, yeah. The suffering, the humanitarian crisis will continue as it does in Yemen and, and Syria. Mm. There's something seems to be broken about that kind of uh, mechanism of jumping from point to point to point and nobody's <laughs> talking about the nuclear war. What is the still, still agree, like yeah. when you're dealing with a school shooter type situation? Like, what is the alternative? Like, how else would you address it? You, you know, we want to find out what's wrong with this kid, right? He's dead, so you can't interview him. It's like, what caused it? Will we get an understanding of it? Do you hold the parents responsible? Like, what if you find out the parents were horribly abusive, or what if you find out this is the product of schizophrenia? Of uh, wait. Okay, that the schizophrenia point I want to bring up. Uh, schizophrenia, people that have schizophrenia are less violent than the average person. It's a cultural thing. I don't know the origins of it. I think it's kind of connected with this weird understanding we have culturally of like psychosis and and, and things like schizophrenia because they're so... We're, we're, we we hear about that. Like you hear about something like schizophrenia and we find it so bizarre because it's people hallucinating. They're like seeing things that nobody else is seeing. They're hearing things nobody else is hearing. That freaks people out. And I think we often, I don't know if the word, I don't want to, I don't, don't want to use, they almost mystify it. 
they, they create this mystery around it. And I think people, for some reason, insert violence into that. And we have this weird cultural understanding that people with schizophrenia uh, are more apt to be violent, but it's actually just completely not true. Empirically, it's not true. They're actually less violent than the average person. I just wanted to say that. Just wanted to create an opportunity to clarify a common cultural thing that is very, very incorrect for a population of people that have schizophrenia that are affected by that incorrect opinion uh, bullying in school like what what do you like how does one address it i wrote this thing once that i said this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem and that's what it is it's yeah. the, there's there's so many guns there's more guns than there are people it's not a i don't think it's a gun situation and i don't think you can change the fact that there's and i don't think it's wise to take the guns away from the people and leave all the what 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 <clears throat> okay let's <clears throat> let's 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 analyze this point here we have a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem and then he goes on to talk about how we have so many guns in circulation and it's it's not that's that's not the thing that's not the thing that's the problem and i just want to point to my point earlier about other countries that don't face this we have the highest guns in circulation we can bring it back to the correlation causation point that even Joe brought up. I think we can correlate these two things. We have a problem that other developed countries are not facing these mass shootings in schools. And we have said problem. We have more guns in circulation countries that have more guns in circulation, more of the, the population having these and less uh, gun control measures equals more mass shootings. That is empirically the reality that is not even a hot take uh that the idea that it's simply mental health is an oversimplification of the issue because I, I do agree like it's mental health the mental health issue is also something to analyze but you can you can do multiple things to solve a problem you don't need to just focus on mental health and just focus on gun control you can combine those two and create solutions through the methodology of using those two things and analyzing those two problems we have too much access to guns and we also have a mental health crisis. Let's solve both of those problems. Let's, let's do things to solve both those problems. Let's not just throw our hands up and say thoughts and prayers. That's yeah. all the power to the government. We see how they are even with an armed populace. They still have a tendency towards totalitarianism and the more increased power and control you have over people, the easier it is for them to do what they do. And there's a natural inclination when you are a person in power to try to hold more power and acquire more power. And it's never, there's never an inclination to give more power back to the people, to give more freedoms back to the people. Freedoms lost are rarely regained. And so the, the, the situation is, should you be able to own a gun to defend yourself if you're a law-abiding citizen and you know that the police are horribly understaffed and you know that crime and violence are real things. And I, you know, I personally know people have been robbed. I know people who have had home invasions. I, I know people that have been in gunfights. What should we do? Should you leave these people unarmed and to be at the mercy of a criminal? Or I, I always get also another point. I get frustrated when they bring it back to the common talking point of bringing it back to law abiding citizens as though. We're not talking about fucking law-abiding citizens. We're not talking about that. Like, sure, 
no one like no one's really advocating for taking away all the guns. Like there's there is a portion of the population that's doing that, but no one's talking about that. People are just talking about inserting new gun control measures that other places in the world have. That's that's what's being talked about. That's what's being put forward. Simple as that. You know, if it's if it's it looks something like having a gun registry, so we know every person that has it. Sure, we can call it totalitarianism, but also would it be a measure that would help this problem? Possibly. I don't know. I'm like just putting forward that one idea there, but it's it's the idea that this is an attack on law-abiding citizens is ridiculous. And bringing it to that point, I think it's just doesn't, doesn't actually make sense. Or should, what would she, what should we do? Should we red flag any kid who writes an awful poem or draw something fucked up on his uh, notebook? And yeah, that, that discussion comes up in terms yeah. of like basically NSA style surveillance. A- anybody that posts a gun, should you be allowed to post pictures of guns? Cause the kid, this particular uh, gentleman, I think on his 18th birthday, got two ARs, uh, two rifles. From his family? No, he bought it. He bought them. Uh, which is a lot of people are asking. I'm, I was uh, vaguely paying attention to the details, but you're talking about, so for ammunition is pretty expensive. He's, and so he got, he somehow was able to afford two rifles and ammunition, which is there's complexities around that. But like, there's a lot of people saying, well, you should red flag it if it's, uh, if you post pictures of guns or have any kind of the symptoms of all, of somebody that might be able to commit this kind of crime, but that's that's pushing surveillance. Well, what about people that are just gun enthusiasts, right? You know, that people that love handguns the way some people love watches. You yeah. know, there's there's people that are enthusiasts of you know gun engineering. Yeah, and what, what do you what this this is this is this is my point. Okay. The, I, I feel the need to continually add this clarifier, but no one no one is advocating for taking away all the guns. But also, when we talk about something like this, we're talking about innocent kids getting killed in schools when they're going to school, which is supposed to be a safe place, a safe place of learning, right? General understanding there, generally accepted, right? And now kids have to worry about their school getting shot up. But let's worry about protecting the fucking hobbyist gun owners, the people that have guns as a hobby. And like I said, we're not even talking about those people. Is it going to be more difficult for the hobbyist to get guns? Maybe, probably. Should it be? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it should. But so we, so we, we should just allow kids. This, this is what I, this is what I'm hearing when he's bringing up this like talking point that I commonly hear from, from gun advocates is okay innocent kids dying oh but wait the hobbyist gun owners what about their feelings what about the fucking kids feelings what about the kids that don't have feelings anymore now what anyway i also love when we talk about uh they talk like lex friedman brought up fucking not making like politicizing it not making it about gun control and then they immediately talk about it in this way and they make it they use their own political talking points that's the fucking stupid point where it's like, okay, you bring up the idea of like, we shouldn't politicize it. We shouldn't politicize it. And then you immediately go to the talking points that like fucking conservatives use, conservative gun advocates use, and you use those talking points. You are now politicizing it. Your defense of this is politicizing it. And that is my fucking point. It's interconnected in that sense. Anyway. And that's most of them. 
Yeah, sorry, that's I got frustrated. The vast majority of them. So it's much more a mental health problem. And it's also in the full context of things. And this is a tragedy. Also, that point about the mental health problem. Everywhere in the fucking world has a goddamn mental health problem right now. That is a reality we're facing. That is a whole another discussion for another day, the cause of that. But this idea that America uniquely has a mental health problem is stupid. It's not, it's not based in reality. Everywhere has a fucking mental health problem right now. Everywhere. The world does. So that's not a point to, fu- to use on, in, in, regarding this issue. But it's, there's also an element to this that it's a tragedy the way a hurricane is a tragedy. That there is no. cruel things happen in this no. world. There is there's no. tragic, unexpected, dark things happen in this world. And it's dangerous no. to generalize from those problems into something like what I hear about is a race war or No. Uh, I I I don't know if I can even I don't even know if I want to post this. I'm I'm getting a little upset with this clip. Um this man just compared this issue of mass shootings, a very human problem, a human-created problem. Humans created guns to kill people, to, right? Uh, a human-created thing, a human-created situation, and compared it to a, a hurricane. Hurricanes just happen. Oh, man. Mass shootings just happen. Like that is another, actually, I don't even hear conservatives. I'm not even going to, this is a uniquely Lex Friedman point. I have to say, I'm not even going to say, I'm not going to straw man conservatives like that. I haven't heard that many conservatives say like, oh, this is just a natural occurrence. He, he, he just compared it to a natural disaster. That is absurd. That is just straight up an absurd thing to say, to say that mass shootings are comparable to just a natural disaster. Ridiculous. It's so bad that it's so or, bad. There's so a gun bad. control problem. There's people sort of leverage these tragedies to make some kind of political statement, yeah. some kind of societal statement. You're you're making Versus a political statement. Dark, evil shit happens in this world. I think also people try to formulate solutions to problems as if these problems have a limited amount of variables. Like if you have a hundred people and you have a gun violence problem. Versus 330 million people that have all sorts of problems, all sorts of issues with their past psychology and fucking abuse and trauma, medicine and psychoactive drugs and psychiatric disorders and... I think you just described Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. (laughs) No, because I didn't leave in... So you just made that point, right? Of like, oh, there's all these variables. How do how can we possibly know how to solve this issue? And to an extent, sure, you're right. We can never know all the variables. And it's hard. It, that's why it's hard to make decisions. That's why there's a discussion about this stuff. There's all these variables that's causing people to have various beliefs and interpret facts differently and and avoid various pieces of evidence because it goes away uh, goes against their narrative and their worldview and their illusion of their uh, of themselves and all this stuff. They're, you're right. You put 30 million 300 million people 
under one country and it's going to be weird to make decisions. There are going to be weird belief structures that pop up and there's going to be weird occurrences of people not able to see the facts that are in front of them. Correct. We're never going to have all the variables also correct. But like by this logic, it's a very defeatist logic Joe just put forward. Using that same methodology, okay, I guess we can't make any decisions ever. The idea is you try to find as many variables as possible. You look at those variables that you collect and you try to make a decision from the variables you collect, from the information you're collecting. And I I went through a bunch of the information in this episode, um, but also to boil down mass shootings as a weird natural disaster is a very... It's a very sad way to talk about this. And I'm, I, just, I can't believe, honestly, I can't believe Lex, he, he's an MIT lecturer. I, I can't believe you put forward that point. Uh, that is a really a dehumanizing way to look at this issue, the way he put that forward. Um, we'll see if I post this, but I'll probably say fuck it and post it. But yeah, sorry, I got a little frustrated, but passionate about some of these things. So anyway. Hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Okay. Get the fuck out of my labyrinth. Peace. Peace.